Hello and welcome to the final Fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the FPL Dons. Uh, my name is Joey. I have Leonard with me again. He's uh, placed hold, place holding for, for Young. Uh, Young has been busy working on new music, but he's going to be back on Wednesday for our roundup for the season, I believe. Uh, Leonard, how are you doing? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. I know I said that recently. You know, it's always <laughs> awesome to be here to discuss to discuss FPL and you know, um, yeah, hopefully it's, it's awesome to have help. you. So uh, what's on yeah, the agenda for, for tonight? Yeah, thank you for always being willing and you know being there. So because I don't know how we'd have done this, but yeah, for the agenda, I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit about game week 36 and game week 37. I don't know, do you have any pointers or do you want to talk about Deja Vu for Leicester? It looks like Leicester is going to be missing out on the top four again. Well, what are your thoughts? What do you think? I think regardless of for a team like Leicester, a club like Leicester rather, um, almost qualifying for the Champions League and um, winning the FA Cup, I think that would have been a very successful season. I mean, we've seen it before. Mm. They yeah, always the seem to... Last season. I said, no, I'm not saying that's the problem. The last season that uh, we had, if we didn't have last season and this season came like that and it happened, it'll be like, okay, okay, whatever. But we had last season and then it looked like after the, I think there were some games I said they needed 10 points from and they had like uh, four and they had two games against Southampton and Newcastle and it felt like it looked like they were going to do it. Then drawing against Southampton after Southampton was like a man down like 10 minutes. That was just a no-go. And then losing to Newcastle the next game, 4-2. That's why I knew that, okay, they're not serious. They haven't learned anything from uh, last year. And that just... I mean, winning the FA Cup and coming fifth is not bad. But we have last season. We have that context of last season. And for me, it's just not good enough from their perspective. Doesn't For them, it's okay. Looking from like outside, just looking at it plainly. But I just feel like... After what happened last season, how they bottled it, you can't do that again. But it looks like they're going to do it again. And for me, I'm not a Leicester fan, but it just makes me... I don't know, I feel so... I feel like, I don't know, they're choking. And I don't like people choking because I'm an Arsenal fan. So I've seen a lot of choke jobs <laughs> and stuff. But, but yeah, that's my piece on it. I just feel like they should have known better, to have done better. And I feel like without Ian Acho, it would have been worse. He has done, like, basically the reason that they're still around here. They would have been worse. But, I mean... Yeah, I just feel like they should they should have known better. They should have at least beat Southampton. That game was just Newcastle. So, okay, so, the game started and they just killed them. But yeah, go ahead, man. Before I, I'm I ranting now. I I was gonna ask, do you think it's a situation where if because if you compare Leicester's form, let's say the last four weeks, and you you pick out any four game weeks across the season for Leicester. I think it averages out, right? And I think yeah. it's a case, to me personally, I think it's a case where the other teams that are competing for those Champions League spots are just gaining momentum on Leicester. So I don't think Leicester losing to Southampton is not totally surprising, given their average form over the rest of the season. 
it's just a way in a case where, you know, they're not, the games, you know, it's three, four games to go. So if you're coming across as Leicester always, you know, coincidentally do, if you're coming across a patch where you're not going to pick up points and, you know, the other, the Chelsea man, United Man City, sorry, not those clubs, the, the real clubs <laughs> chasing, chasing the Champions League spots are then, you know, gaining momentum. I think it'll always look as if Leicester is bottling it, but I think we should look at the other teams just improving at the right time. Uh, I think you're playing devil's advocate, but but I don't. I, I feel like the fact that it happened last season, you just don't let it happen again. That the fact that you had the I don't know the history from last season, you just do not. And I get what you're saying. It averages out, and people are playing better, and they're just this was this is like these are normal Leicester results, but they happen at the back end. But just the fact that you're supposed to rally your troops and be like, yo, this cannot happen again, and that's just where my problem is. But enough about Leicester. It's nothing about fantasy football. And uh, the next one I'm going to talk about or I think we should talk about is RD. I think one of the most consistent, best FPL strikers in the Premier League might not be in the Premier League next season. Kane. We're talking about Kane Tears. We saw him fighting back tears his last, supposedly his last game in White Hart Lane. But obviously nothing is confirmed and but it just looks like it's going to happen. I feel like if Kane is not in FPL next season, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. But uh yeah, I just I don't know. I just I personally think I don't think I think Kane signed his deal with the devil in twenty eighteen when he signed that six year contract or whatever the hell it was. That was yeah, the time I think for it was him that, to leave. I think that it was, was the time for him to leave. Yeah, that's just the deal with the devil. That was the time for him to go, and he didn't. So I don't. If Kane cannot get his move, I don't want to see him crying or anything in the media or whatever. I feel like he should just leave with the decisions he has made, and that was the decision in 2018. Was the time I thought Kane would have left, but now I don't think it makes any anything that happens to him. If he got if Daniel Levy says he's not going anywhere, he, he gets stuck in sports. I wouldn't bat an eye. It would be like, well, you got served what you. <laughs> What you I don't know. <laughs> I guess what you sold, but I mean, what do you think? I'm dis- I'm disappointed, honestly, because I was at least at least you know expecting a bit more from him. Um, what's it called in the in the Leeds match? I feel like <laughs> they they should they shouldn't have let Leeds beat them. Um. Three one. Leeds I mean, were just, the last Leeds game... just up up for the game more than they were. I think, as Leeds always is, ah, uh, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's, but I, I I really did expect a lot more from Kane. You know, I was I was I was terribly disappointed. And then um, yeah, against Sheffield United, I mean, bruh. Don't mention that game here, please. <laughs> Do not mention that game. That was one of the worst. I watched that game. That was one of the worst games. So let's not talk about. It. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, mo- not, moving yeah, on. Not moving on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, moving on. We have to look at the final game week. I mean, okay. The last uh, things that happened now. Biggest W and biggest L's. Uh for your biggest W, who would who would you say it was? I know it's very Phillips. hard to pick someone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Phillips. Um I think Phillips that was a nice differential for me to have, you know, seeing as he kept the clean sheet and he scored a goal. 
So I think that that um I think he got thirteen points. What did he get? Thirteen points, I think. Yeah, um, including bonus, including the bonus. That was a mad swing for me in my in my mini league. So you know, he's definitely my biggest W. Okay, for me personally, I'm going to say I have no biggest W. I'm going to skip this, and I'm going to give two L's. So I don't have any biggest of you. I'm I'm just because my my the game week was rubbish. Thirty six was bad. Thirty seven was rubbish. So uh, nothing for me. I'm not giving anyone any Ws. They do not deserve it. No one came through. So uh, no biggest Ws for me. Biggest L is a three. It's it um duo Kane and Bruno for me. Kane, uh, we have spoken about him like this uh, other game. Aston Villa, I think he had like one shot. He didn't look like... I think at like 68 minutes, I was like, okay, Kane is not even going to do anything in this game. And for me, Bruno, I think he was unlucky. He he was... He looked good against Fulham. Fulham was like... It looked like the game that Bruno would just say farewell to all his owners and do something. He got a very jammy... When I mean jammy, the jammiest assist of assists. And Kane and, and Bruno is man for jammy. But that wasn't just enough because he got a yellow card. I don't know why he was tracking back and getting a yellow card. I didn't get any bonus. There was no clean sheet. It was supposed to be a differential captain for me. It didn't work out, even though everyone blanked. So, yeah, for me, uh, Kane and Bruno, two of them are my biggest L's and no W this week for you. What about you? I have to agree with those L's because everything you said, I multiply that by two for me because <laughs> um, I really, really, really needed the points from these two players. And given their fixtures, given the conditions they were playing on the final home games, you know, season yeah. coming in you know everyone's trying to impress for the euros and then they give two very limp performances that did nothing for my team i have to agree with you man the two biggest l's this week kane and bruno okay i mean i won't say bruno had a limp performance he was unlucky he had that set piece that almost went in he had the i think he had this cross that shaw cavani and greenwood missed like totally, he created his chances. I've, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be too harsh on Bruno. But Kane, yeah, definitely a limp performance. Bruno unlucky, but at the end of the day, fine margins. If you don't pop, you do not pop. And yeah, he did not pop. Uh, well, we agree on that. So I mean, I guess let's look into the final game week of the season. For me, I feel relieved. Like I'm, I'm so happy that we've gotten here because it has been a very long, tiring season. I've been fighting back people trying to crawl up mini leagues i've been doing it i'm just glad that i've gotten here and it's about to end and it's going to end in 90 minutes that's the lovely thing like i love the end of the season when all the games play at once it's just chaotic and i love that chaos and everything i just wanted to say that so well so now like our differentials what what what, what are we looking at uncut gems our last uncut gems of the season it has to be fine you have to be like perfect for the last one who are you looking at man okay I mean, differential let me just say something. Obviously, differentials right now are like key because mini leagues, everyone's looking at mini leagues. You're looking to like climb up. You're looking to maybe secure rank. You're trying to, okay, secure a top 10, a top whatever key. And, you know, or you're trying to catch someone in your mini league. You're trying to get to that money position or, you know, you know, leagues and stuff. You're just trying to catch up. So right now, differentials are the essence. And I think me too, I'm, I'm hungry for some differentials. So I'm here with Leonard Associates for us. So I actually have five players who are potential differentials for me that I am looking at personally. Joe, Joe Willock, cheap, and he's playing Fulham away. That's one differential. And you know, you've looked, you've looked, you've looked at his returns over the past month. Oh yeah, definitely. Enough, enough said. Six and six. 
Yeah, don't. Um, my t- other options, depending on my ownership when I tinker with my team, I'm either going to get Aguero or I'm going to get Ferran Torres. Reason being, <laughs> they're, playing, they're playing at home. is the final appearance for Aguero. I think Pep will want to give the fans something to excite them ahead of, you know, probably a very daunting game, the, the, the most daunting game this season, which is the Champions League final against Chelsea. So I think mm. City, are, City are going to go hard and you'd want to have either Ferran Torres or Aguero in your, in your side because these are, these, they're, they're, they're guaranteed to not start the Champions League games. So I think, and I think that's what uh, Pep's rotation is going to be all about. Mm. Third differential. Well, technically the fourth, but from fourth. He's, he's by himself. <laughs> Chris Wood. <laughs> Chris Wood. Christopher. 5%, 5% ownership and he's playing Sheffield United. I think no, 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 no. I'm I'm sold. So I think that will be a very good game, you know. Um, yeah, and just add to what you're saying, he's a very easy move from Dominic Cavalloon as he, he plays Man City. Exactly, looking to sell him. So Chris Wood is someone that's very fascinating. I actually thought about him before we came on, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because I, I he didn't make my cuts. But yeah, uh, Chris Wood looks looks good. So your my final? S- my final oh, differential. My final differential is Nicolas Pepe. Oh my boy! Seven point six. Um, he's seven point six overall, two percent ownership, and he's playing Brighton at the Emirates. The one thing I could see that could ruin, you know, him coming into your team to return <laughs> is, is Arteta. So if Arteta cooperates. It's going to be a worthy transfer. You know, at 7.6, you can't go wrong. But like I said, the Arteta factor is probably 90, 95% of my fear right now. And he may, you know, give some random player his his, his debut or play William. You know, we'll never know. But if you get <laughs> over that, you get over the Arteta factor, Pepe is a, would be a very, 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 very astute differential this game week. Boom. I like it. So you're saying Willock. Willock, cheap. And plays a good game against Fulham. Ferran yep. Torres, Aguero. I have a problem with that one. I don't agree with that one. I feel like Ferran Torres and Aguero might share minutes. So I'm not too pressed on that one. The next one was uh, Chris Wood. Chris Wood, I love it. Sheffield, end of season. Burnley can actually, I don't know, try and play football. And Nicolas Pepe, I've, I've, that's someone. He just came off a double-digit hole, 15 points. So unless Ateta is crazy, which he is, I don't think he does not start. Because Arsenal are looking to finish above Spurs. Probably in that seventh UEFA Conference League thing, uh, position. So that's I mean I like Pepe. So for me, I have Pepe's teammates, his captain Aubameyang as my differential. He's under seven percent. Like I said, oh. all the things I just said. Arsenal is playing for Europe, quote unquote. Whatever that Conference League thing is, they could make it. They could finish a, above Tottenham for the first time in like three or four seasons. It's a possibility because Tottenham has that difficult game against Leicester. Uh they're looking, I mean, I think, I'm, I think he's looking to secure his job for next season. So he's looking for a strong finish. And I feel like he's going to rally troops. And I feel like Arsenal is going to have a good game against Brighton. Brighton, obviously, you know, they're going in without Welbeck and Mope is suspended. So they're, I don't know, their strike force is like depleted. So, and I, if you cannot attack, you probably be on the back foot like all through. And I feel like Arsenal is going to press them and do stuff. So and I think Aubameyang is one that, I mean, if you're shifting from Bruno or something like that, he's one to consider. Also, if you're shifting from Bruno, when I saw his stats here, yeah, I was like, no way. 
Mine is under 7%. But looking at his season, Aaron, is understandable. Mine is my second differential. I don't need to go into... I, I mean, I will. They have something to play for. They need to secure that European spot. They play against Palace. And Mane is going to play in on the left. And I think Palace's right back is Joe Ward. And he sucks. I own him, so I know he sucks. So Mane will have a field, could have a field day and could rival Salah for points. If you're looking for something different, you're trying to catch up in your mini leagues, someone that has Salah. Mane is someone that could go toe-to-toe with Salah. And Mane has a good history with final game weeks. Speaking of final game weeks, there was the season, uh, just two seasons ago, Mane and Aubameyang and Salah ended up with 22 points, 22 goals for the season. But now look at them, differentials, Mane and Aubameyang. Obviously, Salah is still 21. So, that's just show you the pedigree that Salah is on. But I feel like Mane, yeah, is someone that if you're selling, you're looking to sell Bruno because you're not sure of his minutes or whatever. Mani, Abamiang, one of them. Obviously, Mani is a better pick, personally. But if you're looking to go differential, differential, Abamiang is someone that you should look at. I think Abamiang's um, percentage in top 10 is like 0.6 and Mani is like 2 point something. So, that's like differential material. So, both of them, I feel like they're good picks and could see you rise up and this is your last rise so you need to make it count and yeah for me those are the two guys uh i'll be looking at uh do you object do you what do you think what are your thoughts on those i think they're 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 they're, they're quite you know you give very convincing arguments um the only issue I would say with with Mane is what do what what about Salah owners? Do we double up? You know, I mean, I know it's a direct swap with Bruno, but are you advising us to double up on on the yeah. Liverpool attackers? Just provided you have uh, you you only you, obviously a lot of us have like three Liverpool guys. If you have like two, if you have a Liverpool space freed up, I think you go for it. You get Mane and Salah, and if you are, I think if you are securing rank. You captain Salah. Mm-hmm. If you're chasing rank, if you're chasing, you captain money. That's what I would do. So yeah, I'll, I'm fine with the double up. To be honest, okay. As long as you have, you have really because Liverpool Liverpool fixture, I think is one of the nicest fixtures because of what's at stake. Like on a regular day, you would captain Bruno. I mean, you captain Salah versus um Crystal Palace. You captain yeah. Liverpool player versus Crystal Palace. But now it's Crystal Palace has ended the season. They have said goodbye to Roy Hodgson. And all that stuff. And it's a Liverpool that needs the win to secure top four. So all those things just coming together, I feel like it's just a no-brainer. Now the question is Salah or Mane, basically, to captain. But we'll talk about that more in captain picks. Let's look at our, I mean, transfers in. Who are you looking to transfer in? I feel like the, the differentials probably are the ones, but maybe you have someone different that you're looking at that wasn't part of your differential. So, you know, in addition to my differentials, you know, I think people who have these these guys both have above fifteen percent ownership, which is fairly a lot FPL terms. Um, Cresswell and Reese James. So nice. These would be players where that you know you're transferring into secure to to more or less secure your rank, because mm-hmm. I think They're good picks, good games. Thomas and 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 um, what's his name? The Chelsea manager knows that if they keep a clean sheet, they qualify for the Champions League. Do they? Uh, I, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they if they draw, I don't hundred percent know, but I think they draw and Liverpool and Leicester win. It might be an issue there. Let me just go check that boy. Keep on. 
talking. So I think I think um Chelsea will go in on the defensive rather than um risk conceding the goal. And um Yeah, Adro uh, is not enough for them. If they draw oh, okay, the game man. on sixty eight and Liverpool and Leicester could get to sixty nine, so I think they will but either way, I think that's how he's still going to play because that's how he has played. They are a result-based team. They go for the results and they are not into blowing teams away. They'll play. They're very professional about how they do things. So, the clean sheet is still going to be there. They can keep a clean sheet, score one goal and that will be curtains for the season. Mm-hmm. And the second would be Creswell. Um, he's playing Southampton who don't really have anything to play for and West Ham technically still, still have the Europa League sports to play for. So I think yep, it'll they need be, a point, basically. To it'll be a case where, where um, West Ham may, you know, put the pressure on on Southampton. So and I see Cresswell not, you know, not necessarily securing the clean sheet, but he's attacking thirty years past the, yep. and he has and he has passed the eye test multiple times for me. Um, it's just oh, like yeah, I have, yeah. a, I, 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 I don't like him as a player, so I, I never buy him. So, but, <laughs> but, but definitely, should, definitely. These are my two two suggestions. Okay, I mean, uh, for me personally, my team right now, I don't think I would make a defend defensive transfer. Your ceiling is so low, and you just you just have this one week, yeah, to make it right, to make it count, and it just feels like an attacker just provides more options going forward, and he can score in. It only takes a moment to score a goal for a defender. It only takes a moment to concede, but that's why for my pick. I also have a defender here. It's Robertson. He's same thing with Mane. They're playing for Champions League. They're riding with confidence. He just came off scoring two assists on Max. I think he was level on points with Pepe for player of the last game week. But the thing with uh, Robertson, he has potential both ways, like attacking and defending. He has the clinching potential. I don't think Palace, Crystal Palace, pose any serious threat to conceding. But even if they do, you know Robertson can repay you going forward. He has been playing better Obviously, has not been up to trends, but he's still. We know what he is. He's not seven million for no reason. He's seven point two now, actually, because he has dropped or he has risen. Sorry, but Robertson here yeah, is someone I would. If I was going to make it, if you're going to make a defensive transfer, if there's someone, if you like, say you want to get rid of Shaw and you have some money in your bank, Robertson is a very easy upgrade for me. But for me, I just do, wouldn't do a defensive transfer on the last game of the season. I'm trying to attack the week. So, uh, for me, attacking the week would be like someone like Antonio. That's my second transfer in, possibly. West Ham, like you said, they're playing for Europa. One point could do it, but I don't think David Moyes would go and play Southampton and say, oh, boys, get one point. They'll win that game. Southampton's defense is just not strong enough. Southampton, they do not know how else to play than come at you and play. They will lock up shop or anything. They'll come and play and if they come out, I think West Ham has to have them for the taking and they can do serious damage. Uh, Antonio is confident. You saw his interview after the game. He's a happy lad. He's just doing his thing. And when someone is like in that spirit, you could go crazy. And we all know how the end of the season and they always the shock result. I feel like Antonio scoring a hat-trick is not very far-fetched. Uh, that's someone I would really pick thinking of transferring. He's also someone you can easily move from Dominic Cavalloin, as everyone's thinking of. Uh, so if you want Cavalloin, Antonio is someone you could look at. Uh, but yeah, Robertson and Antonio for me. And you said uh, Cresswell and Rich James. James, yeah? Yeah, Rich James. Yep. And Rich James, same thing with Robertson. Like I said, obviously, I don't want to make a defense, but Rich James obviously has the attacking potential that 
decompose and yeah so it makes sense and I feel like I just feel like that game's one nil a Jorginho penalty and they just and that's <laughs> it yeah but I mean let's see uh, well, who are you? Who's making way in your team? Who who are you not taking to the final fight for this season? Who you think is not equipped for you? Cavalier back to this last week. <laughs> Cavalier, I agree with you. He was already, I already wrote him down. So yeah, Cavalier, man, he's not going to do anything against City. City are just going to have fun in that game. I don't think Everton is going to see much possession to do anything. He has failed us. Oh my god, he has failed us so bad. Uh, there are better alternatives, like I just said. You have Bamford, you have Antonio, you have Kelechi and Natural. There's so many people you can go with to that money and just so I think DCL is the easiest sell ever in the history of gaming. So this week DCL has to go. Uh who who who's going out with DCL for you? Or is there I mean obviously I don't know if you're making two transfers or one, but who else would you think is not equipped to go to the end? So pers- <laughs> personally in my team I have I own Ward Prowse. So if you have any assets from a team that have nothing to play for, I would suggest get rid of them. And for me, that is James Ward-Prowse. So I'll be getting rid I of mean, him. You know, Ward-Prowse is an easy bench. But I mean, depends on how your eleven is lining up. But yeah, I, I see that. There's nothing... There's nothing... You know, look, even as someone was suggesting Ings, I thought about him. I was like, nah, there's nothing Southampton just looks like. He doesn't look like Southampton's going to do anything on the last day of the season, man. I'm just... I'm basically going to target people that are going to play for something. And that's basically from third to uh, ninth or something. And that's Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, West Ham, Tuspers, and all that. So, um, for me, Bruno has to go. I'm not taking 11 million for probably a zero or not 90 minutes. He's just too expensive. I doubt he starts. And even if he starts, I don't think he plays 90 minutes. If everything is done, Ole is going to sub him. I just, I, I just feel he doesn't start unless. But Ole, I don't know. He likes playing Bruno, so there's a chance. But for me, I, Man U season is over, so they are not really playing for anything. They have Europa mm-hmm. final three days after that. I don't see Bruno starting. I feel like you can use your money, like I said, go to someone like Mani, go to someone like Aubameyang and stuff like that. It could easily happen like that. But yeah, for me, Bruno and DCL, they're easy sells. I think those are my two sells. I just don't know who I'm bringing in yet, just yet. What I would say is going to lead us to my first bonus point for today is make your transfers last minute. <clears throat> As we know, yeah, uh, the Premier League final day, everyone kicks off at the same time. And you know how the Twitter Twitter is. There's always trans. There's always um, lineup leaks and stuff like that. So I think just wait. Your transfers wait till the last minute. Something might pop up that might be useful to your team. So I'm going to make my transfers like five minutes to deadline, just to make sure I don't I get enough information as I can. Maybe I hear Aguero is starting or something. I can do that and stuff like that. And if Bruno is starting. Maybe I might not sell him. So there are different. So many things to consider. So I'll say make don't make any quick transfers. There's no, unless your money is like 0.0 and you feel like someone is going to rise, then I'll say, okay, go for it. But like, you know, this is the last game of week. You're not going to save any money. Just wait last minute to you to do your transfers. And that's just what I think. Uh, what about you? Do you have any bonus points for us uh, for this last I would say, final? I would, I would say, I would say if you have done all your research, you know, you have made, you've done all the permutations 
and you know <laughs> you're still you're still unsure of you know what transfer to make or who to captain. I would say secure your position in your mini league by going with the crowd. It's something wow. that you know historically, and I have you know personal evidence of that is people <laughs> you know try try to use the 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 last day to gain like a fifteen point or yeah. twenty point advantage over their rivals in the mini leagues, and it ends up backfiring because. You know, they make wayward transfers, minus 8, minus 12, thinking they would make it back. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, this is the last time, so I'm just going to go for it. And very... Mm-hmm. I don't... Taking uh, points hit on the last fin- final game week, actually, I don't really like it. Because other times in the season, when you take it, like, okay, it's going to pay off. Maybe the price is going to rise in price, so it's going to pay off somehow. Or eventually, during the season, it's going to even out what they're going to give me. But on the last day, this is it, like... You get if you get minus four, that guy gets two. He's not paying you back anything. He's a minus two, and that's it. Nothing's happening. And the thing you said goes straight into my actual last bonus point. When you said this thing, because my uh my last bonus point is look, look both ways, and I'm speaking about your mini mini leagues, obviously. So look both ways before crossing. <laughs> so before crossing the final, you know the final hurdle and all that stuff. I mean look look behind you, yeah. And see who's. Well, I mean, if the points look at the points gap you're giving the guy behind you, if you're trying to, I know, go ahead of them or trying to secure your rank. Uh, if you are not chasing anyone in front, you're looking behind you. Look at their, uh, their biggest hitter. Let's just use the scenario. You don't. We do not have Salah, which is you know I doubt that's possible. But let's say you don't have Salah and the guy behind you has Salah. You know he's going to actually most likely going to captain Salah. Just do what you do what you can and bring in Salah. Block, block that transfer. And then again, look both ways. You're looking in front of you. You're trying to catch up someone. You do not have Salah, and that guy has Salah. I'm using Salah as this. Obviously, it could be different people, different premiums, different players. You know, different hitters. You look at uh, there's some person behind you. That person owns Salah. Buying Salah to catch up to him doesn't make too much sense. Go somewhere different and captain that player. Go for it and just try to you know. Try to catch up rank with that person. If he backfires, fine and good. At least you tried. But buying Salah is just like saying, okay, I can't catch this guy. I'm giving up. And obviously, look at the points. I think anything below 10 points gap in right now, go for it. 10 to 20 is iffy. It's risky. Anything above 20, just let it be. Just do. If you want to have fun, have fun. So, yeah, that's what I'll say. Look both ways on your leagues. If you're number one, then just block block all the possible transfers that people can catch catch up with you. But if you're 30 points ahead or something, just, you know, I mean, you can try and have fun with you last week. Pick someone maybe you like, an Aguero or something. Uh, but for me, yeah, that's that's what it is. So, before we go into captain picks, I'm going to ask you, like, so what, you know, you just talk about middle leagues, like, what are you doing? Are you are you using the shield or are you using the sword? Um, are you attacking? It's actually... <laughs> It's actually a mixture of two because I'm in a bunch of mini leagues, I think. But the important ones is only one one league where I have to use the sword. You know, um, okay. I need to jump. I need to jump at least you know one pos- two positions, I believe. You know, and yeah. and um, and ensure that I secure that top three finish. But in a majority <laughs> of my leagues, it's uh, it's a situation where I have to use the shield and try to block block off um all those who have the potential to overtake me um 
So it's it's a bit tricky. I'm in a tricky, tricky, tricky situation. I mean, I mean, so but are you? How many transfers are you looking to make? I'm going to make two transfers, at least two. I mean, you, um, you could do you could do a shield and sword transfer. That's 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 the hardest thing, you know. <laughs> that's 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 what I have to that's yeah. what I have to figure out figure out before Sunday afternoon. Okay, well, well, for me, uh, there's just one league. I think in other leagues, I'm kind of secure. So I don't really need to use the shield. I feel like it's in, the gap is enough. I'm, obviously, this could jinx and this would be like famous last words and I'll be like, oh, this is how I lost. I don't need to use the shield, but there's one league that I'm going to use the sword. I'm going to try to attack and try to see. And I feel like using the sword is not going to affect the other leagues. So I'm going, I'm going all attack this week and I'm just going to try and find who is going to be the difference, difference maker in my team and just bring bring me home, you know? And, I mean, and no matter what happens, I feel like this has been a great season for for me. I know for you as well. Uh, I'm not going to complain. And if I... <laughs> I don't want to end up throwing it away, I'm feeling bad. So, I'll see reason why I have to do But Most right now, I'm, I'm thinking of just doing... doing the sword, attacking it, having fun. Because it's just 90 minutes. Because, you know, other times where you, like, this week, I captain Fernandez. He played on Tuesday. I had uh, Kane the next day. And Salah right after him. Watching all those games was not just good. It was like, whoa, what happened? But with this final game week, it's all happening at once. Like, once you're, if you're captain blanks and that guy just like, it's done. It's over. You look at your rank and you're like, okay, this season is done. So, I'm not really... I'm not really scared of going differential. Watching the games is where it's very, very difficult. When you go like a differential captain or a differential player, or you don't have someone that's highly owned and stuff like that. But uh, for me, yeah, I'm most likely going to use the sword. Um, I don't think I'm, anyone I'm bringing has to be less than 10% or ha- definitely will not be owned by the guys I'm chasing or they will not even think about it. But I'll still try to make good picks. I'm not just going to make a rogue Rogue transfer. I even though my team is the rogue squad, but uh, yeah, for me that's what I'm going to do. But things could change. Today's Friday. Uh, the game week is still two days away. But you know, I'm going to wait for obviously leaks. That's what I'm hoping on leaks to make my transfers. Uh, I think yeah, that's uh, let's let's talk about captains. Where that's enough about how we're going to end our season. I think uh, I uh, so okay yeah, you had gliders league. Um, creator you started the gliders league in 2012 i believe yeah yeah 2012 yeah and it has grown exponentially so i think uh what we'll do at the end of the season whoever is i'll try to see if we i know most of the guys in gliders league if you can get like the top three of gliders and have an a retrospective episode and see how everything looks just something short to talk about how i think so I'm, I'm I'm hoping you can you can make that push in the top three so you come back and give us some from points and views of the season. Enough enough about that. Captain Peaks. Who are we captaining? I'm captaining Salah. <laughs> Easy. So e- that's the e- shield move. That's the shield okay. move, correct. Yeah, I'm captaining Salah as well. Uh but I mean, obviously we're not just talking about ourselves. There are people that listen to this and what what would would there be anyone else you would advise them to captain? In what scenarios and what situations would you advise or why? So you have to look at... Um, I think just go to bonus point three. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot, you know, um, if you're, as you said, using the shield or using the spear, that could, that, that goes into who you'd select. Um, I, if you can figure out which attacker Pep is going to play, you know, if it's Foden or Ferran Torres or Aguero, if you can figure him out, I think that would be a good option. Um, to go That's to go really with um, you know if if you can figure him out but you have a you know you have a twenty percent chance of getting the starting striker correctly when it comes to Pep. Um so but I think you would, you me, would yeah. Go if on. you get like a league squad and you see Aguero starting, you say captain him. I would. I would. I think there's too much poetry around Aguero right now and I just think the fairy tale will come to an end on a high note. Um, I think okay. he'll probably get two penalties. You know, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Don't mention penalties. <laughs> I think that penalty against uh, Chelsea is one of the reasons I just... I think, because I mentioned it like some weeks ago, like I'm looking to uh, bring in Aguero. And the crazy thing, my team is in the position for me to make that move. But that penalty just plays in my head and I'm just not with that Aguero P. But, I mean, if I see the lineups leaked, that would be perfect. That would be perfect sword attack for me because a lot of people do not own Aguero and I could just easily see myself captaining him. But how long does he last on the pitch? Does he actually get chances? He looks sharp and stuff. But for me, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a nice one. For me, I think money is a perfect, mm. perfect pick if you're looking to catch up to some someone or something because i look at it like money's on if people are good most people are good captain salah but money's on the pitch monitoring salah for you and you know money is not good pass to salah so i think money for every money point you get is like minus to salah because it's probably a chance to <laughs> pass so that's like the perfect versus match like i'm going to captain money the guy that do will not pass to salah and you you have salah not good pass. why not go to share points why not go to, why just going to go at it me and you so going against someone that I do, that's just going to be so interesting i feel like money if you're looking to chase for me i will captain salah that's not i'm going to shield with captain salah but i'm going to attack with my transfers i'm going to like use the sword my transfers will be very rogue and i feel like those guys can make up because my the point differential difference i'm trying to make is not that much to go against salah i feel like salah i'll use that to hold on but i can use my transfers to see if they can provide something crazy for me uh i also like the look of rafinha against uh West Brom? Yeah. Rafinha against West Brom. Leeds. They're just going to score goals. And I feel like Sam Allardyce is done. He's probably not going to do much. He's just going to sit down and Leeds might just run up the score and Rafinha might be heavily involved. That's another another differential captain. I also like the look of Antonio. Antonio versus Southampton. Southampton's defense is not great. I mean, this week... I think there's so many. Can make some. Can make a case for so many people this game week. It looks like that kind of game week. It looks very, very interesting. Do you have any? Do you think anyone else? Uh... I would. I would say you know, and to a lesser extent, if you can predict whether um, Obama Yang will start for Arsenal, I think he would be a good you know sort of Bro. spear <laughs> spear attack for you this game week because. He himself has a history of performing well on the final day of the season. And Arsenal technically, you know, have something to play for regarding the uh, UEFA yeah. Conference League, you know, or even just to finish above Spurs. That, that you know, that can be very yeah, motivating. That's and, yeah. and they're playing a Brighton side that are missing two of their most potent attackers 
especially Neil, Neil Mopai, you know, who's, who has a, a bone to pick with Arsenal. <laughs> oh, so I think Aubameyang would be a good, would be a good, would be a good um, choice. Yeah, I, I think the, the team sheets I'm very interested in seeing if they will leak is Man U, Arsenal, Man City, uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, you can basically predict their lineup. So Chelsea, those four teams, I'm, I'm looking to, if they can, this like a credible source that said someone's starting, those are things I'll be looking at. So, and I have like very, very, I have history with Arsenal final season because there was the season, I think one of my best ends to any FPL season where I brought in Giroud for the last game against Aston Villa already relegated and Giroud scored a hat-trick. And that lifted me up from, I think, third to first in Gliders League with one point. And that was just fantastic. So I think if Aubameyang could do something similar for me, it would just be poetic. And yeah, if Aubameyang, if I could see that lineup he's starting, wherever he's starting, he's someone that I would really, really think that I would go for. Like I said, I'm going rogue. And Aubameyang is like under 7%. So uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's it for me. But right now, I think... I will captain Salah and my transfers will be where I'll be seeking differential points from. And uh, that's, that's, that's about it. Uh, I think we usually, this is where we usually predict, predict, do predictions, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, who finished three, four and five in the uh, Premier League? That's your prediction for me. Um. Let me look at the the table very quickly. Um, <laughs> okay, so I just have to look at that very quickly. Okay, there we go. So position three, I think. I think it will finish in the order it is right now. Um, I'm with you on that one, to be honest. I think it will finish in the order it is right now. I think it will be. 70, 69, 69. You know, I think... Yeah, me too. I see I see all three teams winning, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And it plays well for me because if all three teams win, then an Arsenal win, and obviously Everton probably losing to Man City could take Arsenal into seventh and maybe Aubameyang propelling them. But yeah, that's a different story. So, okay. Well, that's... Uh, that's a prediction. Uh, we think it stays the same way. Leicester will bottle it for the second season in a row. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, I would say last words, but I feel like I'm rooting for you to make top three in Gaia so you come back to our retrospective uh, episode where we look back at like the season and how we gone past and where we might have made a mistake or what was the great greatest move we made and stuff like that. So, yeah... Uh, Right now, I don't know what what position are you in Gliders League. Um, in Gliders League, I believe I am sixth overall. But you can make third. Uh, mathematically, yes, mathematically I can. <laughs> yeah, two points away from third, so it's very possible. So hopefully you'll be back. Uh, I think first and second is pretty much wrapped up. I mean, uh, second, you can push for second as it is. Not so crazy. Well, I doubt it. I feel it's wrapped up. But, uh, yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll see you again next uh, in the next episode if you make that push. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Game Week 38, Final Fantasy. Uh, that's... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm tired of saying that's it because that's literally... Any, any last words? 
Aubameyang hat trick for the culture, man. Like, I would, I would, I would, I would totally love that. I'll eat that for breakfast, especially if I end up buying him. Play, play.